to today's Strategic Insights Radio brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, payroll processing, CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. I'm Dave Wilkins. I'm one of the partners in uh, Sterling Rose Consulting and the host of today's show. And today we're going to do something a little different than a lot of my recent shows. Uh, Today we have a guest on our show and our guest is Talia Holmes. Uh, Talia also is a client of Sterling Rose and is an entrepreneur in progress. And why do I say in progress? Well, she's in the process of working to get her business started. And I thought it would be interesting to hear her adventures of and the experiences that she has been going through to get the business going. So this is kind of like a a play-by-play, if you will, because we'll have several shows as she's going through this over the next few months and bringing up to date and hopefully in the process, giving you some in for those out there budding entrepreneurs, giving you some insight. So let's jump right in. And Talia, just a real quick uh, a bio. Tell us a little bit about yourself that so just helps set the context. Oh, okay. Well, first, let me say thank you for having me on. Thanks for the invite. Glad to be here. And about myself, let's say, um, well, Getting into an ice cream business has been a dream and passion of mine for a very long time. Um, Since a little child, I've always, of course, as many millions of individuals, just love ice cream. And I used to make homemade ice cream in the kitchen with my grandmother and my mother. So um, I just finally thought, why not share this passion and start a, my own retail shop and just put this this goodness out there in the world. But you're you're right now you're you are actually in a totally different business, aren't you? I am. I work for an AV engineering company and has nothing to do with ice cream, right? But I'm still putting my goodness out there in the world, you know, just I'm doing some project management and coordination there and it's been with this company for about 10 years, I've been there, but I've learned a lot, just the whole coordination of projects and the leaderships, the ownership, and you get to dive into the numbers of, if you're into project management, you kind of have to watch your profit margin. You have to manage your resources. So you kind of get this overall grasp of what it is to actually manage and operate a business. And most people may not see that, but you really do. It's like a full run through of beginning to end. Oh, yeah. And in and, and actuality, I think we've we've touched on a lot of, about project management and some of the shows over the last few months. So that's uh, that's, you know, it ties in very nicely. The uh, <clears throat> in the interest of full disclosure, one of the things I do want to mention, as I said, is is Natalia is is a client of Sterling Rose Consulting. And my first meeting with Talia was at it was basically Tali was thinking about starting a business and she was looking at several alternatives. And then it didn't take long when she started describing the two alternatives, which one was the passion. And that's that's it. So 
So, I, you, you know, you talk about the business idea, then let's go into a little bit more because it is, it's a fairly new concept. Although we've got, you're, you're actually our number, our number three client in terms of, uh, of the third client that we've actually done this type of ice cream before. Yes, I am. So that would be the alcohol infusion. Um, right. So yes, I was first introduced to it about six years ago. I think when I was out in Vegas and it's been making its mark here in Atlanta. So I'm pretty excited to be one of the early bloomers to um, actually bring the two indulgence together into one. So um, this is pretty exciting and, and quite tasty. For those people who haven't, aren't familiar with alcohol-infused ice cream. Uh, obviously, it's a lot more than just taking a scoop of your favorite ice cream and pouring a Bailey's or a Jameson's or you name whatever uh, over, over it, isn't it? That is correct. Um, this is all made from scratch. Everything is homemade, as you would say. And there is a science behind it because, of course, wine, alcohol, beer, and you know, you have to understand how the concept of freezing it, right? Combining these ingredients and making sure that it's still solid. And but yet that soft serve ice cream that you're looking for. So, um, so yes, um, can't give too many secrets out, but um, it is made from scratch in-house and um, it's all blended together. It's not poured over. No, it is not. Okay. So you're actually really almost like a chemist in this process. You know, maybe a tad <laughs> bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you mentioned you mentioned a lot about uh, or a little bit, I should say, in this show, we, of course, we've talked a lot about it before, but uh, you mentioned, your, you know, the family history, how you uh, how you how you got into it. Yes. Now, Gurney didn't let me mix liquor in it back then. So let's not, you know, assume that. But um, <laughs> but the actual vanilla flavoring ice cream and the the base, the chocolate, the strawberries. Yes, that was all in-house in the kitchen, country bunkin, Mississippi, and most wonderful years of my life. The best times, most memorable moments ever was whipping up batches of ice cream with granny. That's good. And he actually, as I understand, there was a little bit of a uh sales process going on there too. Those yes. these weren't uh, totally, uh, it wasn't a totally non, uh, non-profit experience. That is correct. So we did sell, um, instead of being the candy lady, she was the ice cream lady in, in the neighborhood. Okay. Oh yes, we did sell. I, I took home, um, some extra change in my pocket. So yeah. There you go. Uh, so you were a budding entrepreneur from way, way back. Oh, really. yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. You got that bug early. Good. Yes. Good. One of the things that's also interesting is how did you come to Sterling Rose in the first place? Well, a friend. I actually have a friend named Kim and you and, um, Jennifer worked with her. I want to say last year or possibly 2016. Okay. And she referred me. So you all helped to kickstart her business and she's doing very well. Thanks to you all um, helping her and with the business plan writing. And I was telling her what I was thinking of. And immediately she was like, here's a number call start here. And that's how I started. No, oh, great. Well, thank you for the, for the compliment. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into now, where are you in the process? Uh, you know, obviously we've done the business plan and all yes. that, but what, what, what have you, uh, 
what have you been able to accomplish so far once we got that started? Well, just to touch back on the business plan, mm-hmm. that's where it all starts. You know, um, collaborating and hiring Sterling Rose was the the number one, and I would definitely say the best move for me. And getting that business plan, because I think that's where a lot of people fail. They want to just jump head in and they don't have a plan. And then after that, they fail because they don't stick to the plan. So it was very important for me to have a plan and and not to just have this mission, right? But let's have a step-by-step playbook. So after that, it was, okay, what type of corporation, uh, what what type of business structure Mm -hmm. I want to set up here? So I started doing some research and just inquiring and speaking to you and Jennifer, understanding the numbers game. And there's so much wrapped up into starting a business (laughs) that I think for a moment, I was like, oh, okay, I think I was missing this piece. But you all actually helped me to just kind of get that outline together. And I started there next. So the business structure, understanding that, understanding my business name and speaking on that, actually doing a trademark of my Mm -hmm. business name. So I've already looked into the application and getting my name trademark, doing the logo. And what what is what is the name? Sweet Joy Ice Cream Bar. Yeah. And and you it was an interesting story behind that as well. Yes. So Sweet Joy is my mother's name. Well her name is Joy. And um so I just threw the sweetness in there because we're all so sweet. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) So yes. And I gave the bar to the name instead of cafe or shop or parlor because yes, it's ice cream, but it's a twist to the ice cream. And having the alcohol in there because this is real alcohol, it's real liquor, it's real wine. You know, I thought giving the bar name would kind of touch on that and accommodate. Yeah, it gives yeah. it a dif- dif- differentiates itself clearly. Absolutely. And I'm sure people will be like, ice cream bar? Ooh, okay. So that's what I'm hopeful for. Okay. So, yes. Now, Chris, you know, you mentioned the fact that there's a lot of steps in the process and all that. And, and somebody listening said, well, yeah, but, you know, Talia, she's a project manager. So she's kind of got a handle on a lot, knows that, that that kind of approach. Uh, yeah, let's, you know, no. jump into that, jump into that. No, totally different because the field that I'm in, when it gets to me, everything is prepared. You have your architectural drawings, you have a scope of work, you have, you have a plan. And no, not with Sweet Joy Ice Cream Bar. <laughs> like that scope of work had to be put into play and on paper from the beginning, you know, and that was our doing, you know? So no, just because I had the background, it didn't just fall into my lap ready to go. So there was still a lot to do building from the ground up. And and it's not that I'm trying to say that it's too much that no one can do because if I can do it, anyone can do it, right? But um, I would like to say this, don't don't try to be a one-man show. I would definitely recommend, you know, if, if you can, you know, seek some help. 
reach out Sterling Rose as a consultant, I wouldn't have been able to get this plan on to paper without them. If you feel you can do it yourself, then great. Google is wonderful. Yes, why not? But um, don't try to be a one-man show because you're going to dig yourself in a hole sooner than than you expect. What are some of the things that, that you've run across that that have been surprising? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the city <laughs> and their their requirements to open up a commercial building. Yeah, I don't want to say too much on that because I like them. I want them to approve everything and open me up. <laughs> well, no, but without getting into without getting into all the gory details, though. But I think that it is probably true that yeah. when, regardless of where you live, yeah. uh, there are always going to be codes and business laws and regulations and so forth that have to be complied yes. with. Yes. But I will say that they are very helpful because understand this, the city wants your money. They want you to move in. They want that, <laughs> that business, right? And they want to bring individuals into their town. And that's the way I look at it. And so they were very helpful. There's been plenty of times where I have either shown up at City Hall or I have called and they have been so helpful. If they weren't able to help me, they were able to refer me to the individual that I needed to speak to, whether that was the plumbing you know, or if you're opening up a restaurant and require grease trap in the electrical drawings and outline, like there's, it was just a lot more than I anticipated. I thought I would be able to just find a space and go in with paint and hammer and just kind of get it all together. But no, you have to go through contractors and GCs that have to pull these permits. And I was like, oh, okay. So just a few more steps than I thought. But overall, that probably was the big thing that kind of hit me in my face. Like, oh, I can't just do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes. And clearly the difference between a bricks and mortar type business as opposed to a internet business or one you run out of the home. Yes, absolutely. Big, big difference. Like my friend that I was speaking of who referred me to Sterling Rose Consultant Group, she runs her business out of her home. When I would speak to her, she was like, oh, well, thank goodness I didn't have to do all of that. But you still have to do the incorporation. Mm -hmm. You know, you still want to legally set yourself apart from the business, whether it is going to be a home-based business, I would definitely suggest regardless, you want to go ahead and do that. So. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. And because, again, you get started on the right foot. Yes. And you you just avoid a lot of issues because there's there are a number of horror stories of people who've started businesses not knowing what they didn't know or thinking they didn't need it, something, and come to find out uh, they get a knock on the door or somebody comes in and says, uh, you know, you're in violation of all these codes, et cetera, et cetera, and until you fix it or whatever, you're shut down. Yes, yes. So, um, so again, and I keep going back to that, to the business structure, because I wanted to make sure that I, as an individual, 
would not be held liable, you know, if something was to to fail, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me to stress here today, I would definitely recommend to another, if anyone was getting started, make sure you have your business plan and make sure that you get your name <laughs> and trademark your name and decide what business structure you want to be. You know, set yourself apart. That entity is very important. And um, also that plan. Stick to your plan, right? And one of the other things that I've ran into is in my plan, I have noticed already where I've kind of had to modify here and there. Mm-hmm. and 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 as long as you have one that is set up where you can re- kind of refer back to it and say, okay, well, maybe this right here didn't work, but here's my my plan too. We did that. In my business plan, we had mods. We had option two. We had option three. And that is another thing that I would suggest because not everything is up to you. Not everything is on you. Ultimately, there's someone else behind the scene that has the final say-so. And that would be probably the next thing that I would say that I've learned is not, not to be afraid of changing you know, and making those modifications and be prepared to do so because it's, it's going to happen. Because I understand that you are in the process now. You found a, a spot, a location. You're in contract negotiations now with the landlord to get the lease uh, squared away. Uh, how did you come up about this location? And was it was it actually the first location that you were thinking about? Yeah, <laughs> interesting that you asked. That's why I said change is going to happen. It was not my first location. I originally um, was after, um, not too far from where I am now, there was a location that was there. And first of all, someone else ended up leasing that space. And I was like, okay, well, there's another um, something next door that was available as well. But what I noticed is that that retail shop would be along the same lines of what I was doing. So then again, I said, I can't move in there because they were doing a bakery. Mm, And I do know that I'm doing ice cream, but I still did not want to be next door to the start out bakery. And um, I'm going to have pastries and stuff in my shop as well. So that was a little disappointing because I did have my heart set on that location. I had been watching that spot for months. And I just went through a locker. Um, it was a realtor. I found them on online. It was through LoopNet. I went there mm-hmm. just looking yep. up city um, availability of rental space and lease spaces. That's yeah, usually a pretty good source for finding yes. business, op- uh, business uh, mm-hmm. spaces. It was very resourceful for me. And that's how I initially came upon the first location and the second location. Now, the third location was actually shown to me by one of the realtors that I met through that website. And they showed it to me. Did not set my eyes on it before, but it has a beautiful courtyard. And the courtyard, the outdoor space is what sold me on this space. And I was really, really impressed with that, that I immediately changed my plan of where I was looking because I didn't 
have any outdoor options in the other locations that I was looking. I was more so looking for the foot traffic. Mm -hmm. But this space has the foot traffic as well as the outdoor plan. So, you know, sometimes there are some things that are better that will pop up and you wasn't even expecting it. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> for sure. That's you, as you go through the whole process, yes. you, you know, as we were talking about before the show, change can be intimidating, but if you embrace it and, and recognize that it, it may be a, a benefit, uh, then it's then it's all to the all to the good. Yes, absolutely. And this is so all to the good. <laughs> now, so you've got you you pretty much got the the space identified working through the contract. You've got your plan laid out in terms of the the fl- the floor plan, the the design of the uh, space. We're still working on that. Okay. I did hire um, architectural design team which I would recommend because the city required wire drawings um, or line drawings, however you want to refer to those, mm-hmm. um, for approval before you do any work inside of a retail commercial space. So I would not recommend that you try to do that on your own. So yes, we Unless you're are, an architect or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, unless you're that, then yeah, why not? CAD drawings are, are lines, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, <laughs> So this has um, this has been really fun, you know, as far as trying to get the concept, the layout together. We've gone from one design to another. And then you have to think of costs. Okay, but if I do this design, what is this going to look like as far as numbers? And okay, but this is what I really want. But can we modify and do this and stay in budget? So um, so that it, it's been fun. It's been fun. We've kind of changed it up and we're almost there. Good. Good. Now, what are, what are the other steps that you've gone through um, so far? So with the architectural team that has moved me into looking at um, not only the furniture, but even I didn't go as far as thinking about this early on, but even my colors inside of my building. And this is only if you're, you know, doing a retail brick and mortar, right? Mm-hmm. Like I... I wasn't sure if I wanted white or black. Like it, I just didn't think of those things. So I've been having fun trying to think of decor and such and working with them on that. But I've also had an opportunity to to network, just getting out networking and getting in with the city, meeting other business owners. Um, that has been amazing. And it's very important because you want to set this presence and let people know that you're coming. That has been fun, and everyone has been very inviting, and and I'm I'm loving it. I think I'm going to have great neighbors. So that's that's been one thing. And then I also had to get my insurance, like working on setting up my insurance um, mm-hmm. for for my business. I knew I would have to have insurance. I was I didn't know how much insurance I had to have, but yes, you have to have, yes, you have to have insurance. (laughs) So, so that's, that's something that I've, um, I've been able to have. And what else? That's probably, so I've gotten all of that set up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
And then I know we were meeting with uh, earlier in the week, we we're meeting with, started meeting with some bankers to start oh, looking yeah. at the, f- the funding process here. That is so important. You kind of need money to start a business and to run a business, right? So that is new on my list. I recently had a meeting with a banker Getting the paperwork, if you've ever purchased a home before, you understand you have to turn your life over on um, in papers and documents over to them for review. But it wasn't as difficult as I thought. The things that they asked for, I was pretty ready and set go to hand them off. And um, the interview as well that was required, I wasn't expecting that. I just thought I can give them some documents and say, here you go. Let me have some money. But I, it makes sense to me now to understand who who is this individual? What is it that they're opening? What is it that they're planning to use these funds for, right? And that went very, very well. And thanks to Sterling Rose, I was able to have a meeting with a loan officer and things are looking really good. Things are looking really, really good. So I am getting my funding. So that's good. Good. Yes. Now, what were some of the documents that you you know you mentioned that you needed to put together, uh, collect so you know, people understand what what the process is that they have to go through? Okay. So my documents were um, recent pay statements, mm-hmm. and I did a month. I had to provide a month's um, recent pay statements. Mm-hmm. I had to get provide three years of my um, tax return. Mm-hmm. And I also had to provide, let me see, a personal financial statement. I had to provide business plan and resume, or some would call it a business management plan, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately a resume. And there was a collateral I had to um, give collateral, um, any type, anything of value that if you're not going to pay me, I can come and take this. And <laughs> right. And so um, how, I had to how do you be, secure how the, how the bank secures absolutely. The loan. So I had to provide a list of um, collateral as well as the equipment that I was planning to purchase to have in my restaurant as well. Mm-hmm. So I had to provide a list of that. And the business plan was so well done because they do want to see if you're opening up a restaurant or anything like that. They want to see your services. They want to see a list of services. But if you have a well-written out business plan, it will all be in there. So, but just know that they do look for the services to be written out and or menu or whatever, what product that you're going to be offering um, to your um, to your customers. Good. Yeah. Well, and I know that's still in the process and hopefully uh, we'll get, uh, you'll get some good, good word on that soon. And, uh, but it, but it is, it is, it can be a challenge and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, obviously the interview is important because it's like any relationship. You want to know who you're doing business with and you want to understand how, how, well, in your case, you know, it was not a, it was a no brainer. I mean, the passion is definitely there for the business. Um, yes. and, and, but it's also gets into all those aspects of how the business is going to be run. The, the, you know, you, you talked about the, the, the products and the services, uh, you know, just all of those, those 
factors come into play that then helps them helps them in their in their decision making process because the ultimate at the end of the day they're looking to build a a good solid relationship and it also helps when you have very good credit uh yes. you, you know you have a good credit score and you know not that not that you can't get it if you don't. It just yes. can be, you just may have to go, jump through a few more hoop, hoops to get there. So, yes, sir. So that's not something that uh, should be discouraging. Uh, I find the most small, most entrepreneurs uh, are challenged when their credit scores to begin with. Uh, I think that just comes with the territory. Yes, sir. Good. Well, any other key things to think about at this point, because again, recognize we're still in the process and we're going to follow up with some more shows on it to, to get, as we, as we, as you journey through this, uh, uh, to getting, getting opened. Um, any other parting thoughts at this point? The biggest thing, I think I touched on it earlier is just not being a one man show. Don't run yourself down. I know that I do not have a business partner, but I understood early on that this this is a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. it's doable. But at the same time, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. It can become quite discouraging trying to figure it all out on your own. So do your research, educate yourself. And even before speaking to contractors and such, if you have to reach out to speak to an architectural team, if you need to speak to just know what you're getting into and understand it for yourself first is what I would, um, I would definitely recommend to anyone. Just educate yourself. Yeah. And that follows along very much with what I've coached on a lot of shows is, you know, you'll be, as the owner, you want to be working on the business, not in the business. And that's even true when you're getting it started. That is very true when you're getting it started. Yes, sir. Well, great. Well, Talia, this has been a lot of fun, as as yeah. as, uh, as they always are. And yes. it's always great to be able to spend time work with you because I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be the closest uh, alcohol-infused ice cream shop to us. So, you, <laughs> you know, we'll, be, we'll definitely be there on a regular basis. Thank you. Great. Okay. Well, that wraps our show today. And to find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp, you can go to our website at www.sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com or contact us at 678-996-1312 or info at sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Again, this is Dave Wilkins, Sterling Rose Consulting. (laughs) 